friend. Salud. Salud. New beginnings. Mmm. <laughs> That'll be the name of this podcast. New beginnings. It's good Kentucky bourbon, man. Which, uh, New Beginnings was actually the name of the alternative boys' school in Orlando that I, if you got kicked out of, like, your public school and you got sent to... Really? Yeah. Yeah, there's one over here in, in our neighborhood, Woodbine over here. Really? I don't know. It's Tennessee Preparatory School. Really? Yeah. I it's like, you know, you know it's a bad school if the entire cam- campus is fenced in with barbed wire fence. Oh, shit. It's like, that's a school or a jail? Yeah, what they do is, like, they, you have... They make you move in there. Like, a, it's a boarding school. Like Sort of, except your parents move in with you. Oh, no shit. Yeah, they have, like, projects. It's not projects. They're a little bit nicer than projects, but essentially, yeah, on yeah. the campus, there's, like, these little like in- homes. Like, low-income housing for students. Yeah, and essentially, these are for the kids that, like, you know, troublemakers or whatever, got yeah. in fights. And got dude, you gotta be out. a real bad troublemaker to make your family move into school with you. Yes, <laughs> and that's the way it is, dude. It's weird. Yeah, and you live there with your parents, and uh, you can't go anywhere because you're locked in a fence, and uh, you know with a fucking guard. And now I'm sure you know there's ways to get around the system, but yeah, that's pretty. Uh, yeah, you know you're pretty bad off then. So, man, what do you think is like? What do you think that is like? And if you have that kind of personality, can you be conformed to society, or like is that a is that a mental health issue or is it just a now I'm not talking about nature versus nurture like mm-hmm. if you're if you're brought up in a bad environment and you and you are that way but I mean if you come from like a decent family who and and you and you're just like you just you're just like a, a dick like yeah. is I think you I think certain kids can overcome it certain kids that are smart enough some kids are smart they're just rebellious and maybe they're too smart or they're mm-hmm. just assholes you mm-hmm. know but I feel like you can sort of outgrow that, but some people know they'll just always be pricks their entire lives. That's what <laughs> I think. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, coalesce, cogitate, cavort with us. Share your buzz episode. I man, I think we're at 190. I think I don't know. Fuck, man, it's been too. I don't. It's Great. too far and few be- in between, man. We need to get back on a schedule. But I am yep. Tony. Chris is here. What's up? We got jazz music on. Mm-hmm. We got some NFL on the TV. We got uh, Jacksonville R- lost today. Oh, I was gonna RP Jags in London. Did they usually do so yeah. good in London? Yeah, yeah. But anyway, we got some Elijah Craig. I'm drinking <laughs> some beer, Lau. Uh, Chris has got that Yingling Gold. It's not bad. I stole it from Jerry's fridge. Yeah. Because I was I, I was supposed to be here a little bit earlier, but I, I had to work today, unfortunately, on a Sunday. And I got off work and took the dogs out, and it's like oh, I'm gonna sit down for a second. It was about three thirty. <laughs> <laughs> and then I called you at 6.15. Where yeah, you at, bro? Yeah, that's that's when I woke up. So the nap was nice, but I am a little out of it. So I figured that's what it was, because about about 5.45. I didn't even see your text at 4 o'clock. I was, I, uh, I was out. Yeah. Yeah. I um About 5.45, I, I I walked in the bedroom and told Faith. I was like, I don't know. Where the fuck is my Chris, man? Yeah. I, I went to go say my co-host and then yeah. Chris, and I said, where's my Chris? Yeah. Which was kind of funny. but I'm sure Faith was like, oh, my God. Um romance yeah man so you were working and moving and all kinds of stuff dude i've been so busy finally moved out of bransford house yeah sad 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 but necessary moved in with the girlfriend gotta get adult for a little while is it that sad like i am kind of uh i'm kind of over 
like I, I, me and Faith need, need a bigger place. Mm-hmm. This apartment served, I mean, so many good memories here, man. But it served mm-hmm. its purpose. Yeah. And it's just too small for me and Faith to both sure. like have our shit in here and feel comfortable, especially if we don't want to be around each other. Uh-huh. And like, there's nowhere to go. Yeah. Like like now like she's has to like we're recording a podcast so she's been sequestered to the 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 bedroom. But it be, wouldn't be quite so bad if you guys had a two bedroom, but you can't leave this spot because you're so locked in. You really got the rent control. Yeah. You've been in this one apartment so long. <laughs> Anytime so you move, you know they they jack up your rent to current prices. There's a maybe it's just confirmation bias trying to like, but. I, I've been looking around at other places where Faith and I have been, and mm-hmm. it's like I'm getting the I'm getting the bug to want to want better stuff. Yeah, sure. you know, because when I was single and going through like my whole, uh, you know, a, a lonesome brooding writer phase mm-hmm. of like there, I liked kind of the shittiness of it. Mm-hmm. I kind of liked I liked the old. I like the fact that it was old. I like the fact that it was very bungalowy. Mm-hmm. It was very you know I, I like being right by the pool, but yeah, at least you have the hard floors though. That's that stepped up the class in the joint a little bit, for sure. <laughs> it's laminate. It's, it's laminate that looks like hardwood. But it's hardwood, so. <laughs> well, we it's had hard, a... It's a hard surface, which is nice. We, um... All the things that I used to like about this place when mm-hmm. I was in that phase of my life, yeah. I've now... Are the things that annoy me about it. Because, like, now it's like... Oh, every t- Like, I'm right by the pool. It's always yeah. fucking loud. I've, I've turned into an old man. Which <laughs> leads me into the point that I wanted to talk about tonight. Okay. Um... I have officially, I think, got to the age point where, like, um, I, 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 I can't, I've, I've officially outgrown pop culture. Like, the yeah. way, the, even, like, the way anybody under the age of, like, <clears throat> 28, like, talks, mm-hmm. like, just the speech pattern, just the things, that, the, their ideals, the way mm-hmm. they speak, the way, it just, it bothers me. And the music, too, it's like. The music, I feel like a grumpy old man, dude. Yeah. This, the music sucks. Yeah. Nothing is cool. Some of it is. Some of it's pretty shitty. There's, there's some of it's cool. I still try to stay somewhat connected, but every, I know what you mean. Dude, I try. I try it's to hard. listen to the music when it comes out every week. But I look just looking through the, the list of artists, I'm like, yeah, this is it's ridiculous. One thing that saddens me when I look at the top whatever artists, there's not one rock and roll band on there, you know? And as a rock and roll guy at heart, you know, it's like <clears throat> music is so merged now, though, that country sounds like hip-hop and hip-hop sounds like indie rock and indie rock sounds like pop techno or dance edm i mean it's like it's yeah. crazy it's shifted it's a paradigm shift i just can't i can't get down with like when i look at the names of the new artists i'm like i don't know what any of this means mm-hmm. and uh it's either i don't like the artists that i like that come out with new stuff i usually like and Every once in a while, somebody will pop in that I'm like, oh, that's pretty dope. I like mm-hmm. this. And there hasn't been anyone lately, I don't think, that has been new that I've that I've liked all their shit. But, like, every once in a while, a new Ars Lovic song or two that I mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Um, <coughs> the only one, there's a new guy. Well, he's sort of <coughs> new. He's new. His first album came out in 2014, maybe. But he's already on, like, his fifth or sixth album. So he's putting out multiple mm-hmm. albums. He's a guy named Charlie Crockett. He's, like, a new wave. Hmm. Country slash New Orleans slash blues, but when I say country, I mean old country. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really cool, really cool artist. Uh, but yeah, that I just recently found that dude. And there's a couple other bands I've found, but nothing. It's it's amazing how, like you said, when you get older, you sort of get locked in. I remember. It's like 
the music that we grew up in our youth in the 90s is now being played on the classic rock station, mm -hmm. which freaks me out a little bit. Like, if you're not listening to this show from Nashville, 104, I mean, 105.9 is the classic rock station. And now we will hear, like, Weezer and fucking Green Day and shit on there, dude. I'm like, when I think classic rock, I think, you know, 60s, Our 70s, classic rock. and maybe yeah. some 80s, yeah. you know? <laughs> like, But no, the new classic rock, you know, the shit we were listening to growing up is 20 years old. Yep. Like, I'm 38, so when I was 15, 16, 17 through 18, I mean, that's over 20 years ago, man. Yeah, man. I think about the stuff that came out when we were in high school. Yeah. Like I graduated in 98. Yeah. Like, holy shit. <laughs> like, they could have a classic hip-hop station now. That's mm -hmm. how long hip-hop's been out mm -hmm. now. You know, if you think it's still a fairly new genre of music. You know, it came now, out in the 80s, but... we... The funny thing about this is and I love to play into stereotypes, but, <coughs> I mean, we're obviously not... This it felt th it makes me think, okay, well, it must have... It felt the same way for our parents and their mm -hmm. parents and everybody else. Like, yeah. when... There's a certain point you get to yeah. when your world kind of stops and and like when when learning stops you and you get kind of stuck in it. Yes. Like I notice I listen to a lot of podcasts mm -hmm. and a lot of podcasts are done by millennials and new uh, younger people. Mm -hmm. Now, I dude, the I, I I I relate to the passions because mm -hmm. I remember being passionate and and uh, and descent. You know what, what do you call that? Like a. A contrarian, like I, I wanted to be a dissenter. I wanted to sure. fight the power, mm -hmm. rage against the machine, and all that. Oh yeah. But now, when I listen to what they're fighting against, it annoys me. I'm like, that's stupid. What, like, what are you finding that they're fighting against the most? I, <laughs> this is gonna make me sound like a dick, but I, I we've crossed a line in PC culture. Oh my god. Where I can't Don't get me started. On I can't. That. Go, I can't go there anymore. I can't either, dude. Like so sensitive. There's a lot of little baby snowflakes out there. I just can't. Now I don't want to be that guy who's like, oh man, I, I'm 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 not talking about just letting everything go. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're not. I'm not gonna. I mean, we, we, I mean, we, we we've uh, we've blanketed. You know, we've made progress when it comes to you know uh, race and 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 religion and uh, um, sexuality. Mm -hmm. But then it goes so far to the point where like even levity is no like even jokes are no good anymore. Mm -hmm. And then of course the people people will say you know well, well jokes hurt people and whatnot. But there's then we hurt because it, they know it's true. Does it? Like, or, or, like or are you just sticking? I feel like there's a lot of people sticking up for things that a lot of people who are not that thing sticking up for that thing mm -hmm. out of some kind of sense of of, of like, you know uh, it's uh, the new posturing. Yeah, it, it's like PC culture. It's almost like the new um, uh, what's the word? Patriotism in a way. It's like, you know, after 9-11, you know, with this huge patri patriotic sort of uh, thing where, you mm -hmm. know, you couldn't say anything negative about U.S. military, you know, whatever. But yeah. it's like, you the know. Troops, man, the troops. Yeah, yeah. And if you, if you didn't, you know, whatever, support war or something, then you weren't patriotic. Or if, if you were a Democrat, then you weren't patriotic or some shit like that. I think if you were a Democrat, you know, they so fucking like, also the troops, they lap that shit up. Look, oh, they do. Like all, they all do. your, all my friends out there, all, like all you guys that are in the, the army, navy, like all you, uh, retired and reserves, everything. You, I love you guys, but you, because mm -hmm. I couldn't, I, I mean, we need warriors to to protect yeah, our, our fucking. Do that shit. But you guys are fucking, we're loving that shit. Post nine eleven, you guys mm -hmm. were like, I, I remember I was on a plane once, and uh, we're talking like a couple of years after nine eleven, mm -hmm. and. Somebody walk. You know how they they go in the airport. They can fly, 
like um, they, I guess like they fly free, whatever. If they were like in their uniform, like th- sometimes you can. Well, you can it's set up through the army. They can't just walk up in the uniform. No, no, no. What yeah, the, the army does yeah. is, is they pay for the flight yeah. or something. So you this know, guy so came out in, in like mm-hmm. full regalia and everything. Mm-hmm. And when he walked on the plane, everybody started clapping and like That's saluting sick. and stuff. So he sat down next to me. And, mm-hmm. like, just very conversationally, I leaned over and I go, hey, man, do you, you ever get tired, like, being pointed out everywhere you go? Mm-hmm. And he looked at me really serious and was like, nope. Yeah. Yeah, it's like. And I'm like, I'm okay, dude. I'll sit here and read my fucking, read, read my magazine, yeah. play my fucking Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Game Boy? What year was it? <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo DS. Oh, the DS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's funny, I was moving uh, and I found my old, my spinach green Game Boy. Nice. The old classic one, yeah. Classic Game Boy? Yeah. Uh, I still have I'm going to keep it and play it every once in a while or something, just for shits and gigs. We were doing a lot of um, moving stuff to the storage unit yesterday, and I was, we were, I was cleaning out some stuff in the bedroom closets and whatnot, and I found my DS. And I only have two games. I have, like, a crossword puzzle game and then Mario, Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm saving this shit for sure. I'm yeah. play this shit. Probably never will. I well, saved my green my Game Boy. I probably never will. I don't know. It's cool to have though. It's, it's, it's cool to have because one of these days when I do get a house and I have like I have my man den. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm going to, to. I'm going to put like all this cool stuff in there, like mm-hmm. old old my old games, all my Nashville like every show I've ever played. Mm-hmm. You know, we can put you know put our Sherry Buzz stuff in there. Mm-hmm. It'll be like a nice little collection of memories. That yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Actually, when I moved in with Gabby, I I basically got rid of so much shit, but. There was some things. I know I like, got some of your shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> but there was some things where I was just like, I just can't get rid of this. You know, like I can't get rid of this. One day, I'm gonna want to have this in a man cave. You know. And, and I always I point to my my buddy Brandon, <coughs> who you know, when it comes to this, because he saved so much shit, and like even when, when he was bouncing from apartment to apartment, he had stuff at his mom's house, stuff, and he kept stuff in my garage. He kept stuff in my, my mom's house and his mom's house and everything, and I, and. He was just collecting all this fucking shit. And eventually when he bought a house, he he saved up, he did it right. He got his like he got a four bedroom house all to himself mm. in a right in my parents' neighborhood. And he, now he has all that shit that he decorated his house with. Mm-hmm. And it's like all this stuff, all this cool stuff that he's gathered over the years. Yeah. And it like it makes like his vision like he was like it, it all came to fruition. Like you can see yeah. he was he had a vision in his head of what he wanted it to look like mm-hmm. and now it's like that. Yeah, and it's yeah. fucking cool because he got all this cold, like, all this shit that he saved up. Yeah. So it's like, uh, oh shit, I had something in my head. Like, never mind. <laughs> I forgot what I was gonna say. I found a, a box full of Star Wars, um, <coughs> like collectible stuff that I had. Um, oh, I was like the forty-year-old virgin. That's what I was gonna say. Uh, when his house was covered in like all this cool toy shit, like. <laughs> but I mean, Brandon's house is classy though. Like he just he did it all right. Like he refurbished a lot of stuff, made stuff into cool designs. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a classy place. Like it doesn't I'm look. I'm sure it is. Yeah. But it's but it's just cool that he like he saved all this these like pieces of furniture whatnot. Mm-hmm. He's got a stand. He's got like an old school Mortal Kombat arcade game. Oh wow, yeah. That's and cool. what's funny was he stored that in my garage for years. Mm-hmm. And um, we went we went to a family trip to Disney a couple uh, a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And Kimmy was down there, my daughter. And when she, the last day we were back in Orlando, we went to Brandon's house to do mm-hmm. some, uh, Faith and I were taking some engagement photos, and he has a really cool backyard, so we were doing, mm-hmm. we were using his backyard. And so Kimmy walked in, and she saw the Mortal Kombat machine, and she goes, oh my god, is that, 
Is that the one that I used to play when I was a little girl? And like, cause it was in, it was like in my yeah. garage for so long, and she would yeah. sit there and play. It. And that was kind of cool, cause I didn't think that she remembered that. Yeah. But it was cool to see that memory come out, That's and cool. like that she actually that remembered cool. sitting in the garage yeah. playing that. Yeah. So what else do you feel like you've outgrown? Speech, the way people talk, mm-hmm. it bothers me. Yeah. Like, maybe it's. Now, maybe I just need to stop listening to podcasts with younger people, but I feel like <laughs> a lot of people... Everyone says, like, all the fucking time. It drives me nuts. Sure, but we had that growing up, too. Like, I've we had a train... Yeah, but it's bad now. Like, I know I talk really fast, and I so I gotta, like, I, I try to slow myself down, and I don't do a very good job when mm-hmm. I'm buzzed, but we... <clears throat> here's what bothers me. And you you've known this bothered me for a while. And it's becoming more and more prevalent to the point where I've had to start training myself to deal with it just so I can let's get, get through conversations. Mm-hmm. What is it with young people that every time they open their mouth, it makes a sound? Like, they're always like... Hmm. So, I had so to do... So, you're s- noticing... I just uh, did it myself. You just uh, made me do it. <laughs> so, you're noticing this, uh, <coughs> noticing this a lot on podcasts? Like, I do. And huh. I'm like... And here's the thing. Podcasts, this is what this is what separates podcasters from professional broadcasters. Okay. Professional broadcasters, either like they use the right the, the right equipment, they don't they know they don't eat or drink or talk with, like weird sounds on mic. Like it's mm-hmm. very generic. Sure. And people like us who are just <laughs> amateurs, mm-hmm. we fucking you know. There's there's a. But I, I don't know, I, I try, like, the things that annoy me when I'm listening to podcasts, I try not to do when we're doing our podcast. Yeah. But. Like, rub your beard against the mic. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, I don't know, man. It, it, the, like, the fake laughs and, like, the weird mouth sounds and the, 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 you ever, there's a, I, I've reached the point where I feel like people that are more than, like, 15 years younger than me i feel like there's an inside joke they all get that i don't you know like just hmm. and uh, but and the same way with every generation like i feel like they prop like we prop like we're there's a, there's an inside joke like there's we're never gonna understand our parents generation mm-hmm. and the generation after us is never gonna understand uh, us mm-hmm. so we're all locked in like this bubble and there's a little Venn diagram where they kind of like they kind of it kind of crosses over this areas where it crosses over. In yeah. fact, we were technically in that little crossover area because we're we're su- we're technically millennials, but like on the cusp, mm-hmm. which bothers Barely. me. Because, yeah, uh, barely. I think you might actually not be. 1980, I was born. So I think it's 81, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Good. So I'm only a millennial. I'm only a millennial by three months. Millennials. I'm the very. <laughs> First millennium. We are octogenarians. Yeah. Fuck it, dude. But I know what you mean. Like people are bitches these days. They're so fucking sensitive. You can't say anything, dude. It drives me nuts, man. So you can't say shit. And also, you know, I heard something on the radio the other day that kind of upset me. Uh, it's just running. Uh, it's for the e- ED medication. Player. You're right. Right. <laughs> uh, you hear? I listen to sports radio. They have those commercials. The only two commercials you hear on sports radio. Or ED commercials or engagement like ring like jewelry commercials. Really? Yeah. Oh shit. Because they're they want they're targeting on these dudes that you know. Yeah, yeah. To get you know, buy diamonds for their girls. 
and then ED commercials. So they're like targeting two different generations of dudes, you know. Uh, but funny. what drives me nuts is there's. Wait, uh, hold on. You trying to say that guys that have ED can't get married? It could be the same. They could, you know. It could be. The guys that have ED should probably already be married. I figured I if imagine. you have ED, it, you should put a ring on it before they leave. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why do you think I'm got engaged? Yeah, right. Like. A, <laughs> Get in the shower. It's like, damn, there's too much hair down in the drain, man. Like, I <laughs> lock Gabby down before I go bald. You, know? you need, uh, you need hymns. Yeah, right. Um, by the way, before, I'm sorry to keep interrupting <laughs> you, but have you heard the, you've heard the commercial for hymns, right? For hymns or whatever. Well, yeah, dude, how was, how did they? That's got to be snake oil, right? Because how does one pill do all those things? They're like for yeah, hymns, ED, hair loss, back pain. Yeah, <laughs> Be- just like pure testosterone. Tighten your balls pills. up. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> need some of that no. <laughs> i'm sorry go ahead but no look, there's this uh football player called earl campbell you ever heard of him Mm-mm. he's a, a famous uh houston oiler okay and so they had a speaking show, of ed oiler. yeah right so they had a show this week uh, where eddie george are you familiar with him i am yeah so yes. he's uh probably the uh one of two of the most coveted titans players to ever put on the uniform but anyways He's doing this interview with Earl Campbell on 104.5 The Zone, and Earl, Earl, they ask Earl Campbell, so what is it, what's it going to take for uh, the University of Texas to win another national championship? And dude straight up said, you need to get a black quarterback, because only black dudes can win national championships. <laughs> That's what he said. And so I'm like, I'm thinking, holy shit, I can't believe you just said that. So the next day on the radio, they have this na- uh, this guy that used to be on the local uh, uh, sports station. Now he's a national guy, right? Okay. Chad something. I can't remember. Anyways, he brings that up. He said, Old can Chad you, something. He said, can you imagine if a white dude said that? Like if a white dude said only white quarterbacks can win national championships. Mm-hmm. It would be the end of their career. They'd have to be on TV apologizing, you know, with a fucking box of all their shit from the office. I mean, and he made the point that. We have, we have this thing in our culture now where only white people can be racist. And I think that's true. It's like happening. And I just, that, that pisses me off a little bit because I think it's bullshit that only white people can be racist. It is. And, and, I tell you, I, and I'm not well, trying actually, to bring actually, hold on a second. our fucking Hold on a second. Podcast, I'm not agreeing with, I don't think anybody should be racist. But you know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> but it, there's, we have this, but that's one part of. It's that we can, only, only we can be racist. But there's, that's not what I'm trying to say. Really. <laughs> it didn't mean to sound like that. I'm fucking with you, man. Yeah, okay. <laughs> But that's another part of this. But it it goes with this what you're talking about. This newer generation, you know, we have this mentality that only white people are racist. I just think that's bullshit, you know. And I'm tired of it. It's starting to piss me off. When there's okay, I'm so upset about that. This has been building up in me for a while. And I, yesterday morning, I wrote a Facebook post. If you guys follow my Facebook, my personal page. I'm not on Facebook anymore. And uh, I don't go on Facebook very often, except for the groups that I'm a part of to keep in, in my family. And I don't usually post. I only lurk. But yesterday, yesterday, I woke up in the morning and I was doing some research for this new uh, episode of Pod Tiki I'm working on. I'm going to work on doing this new drink. So I'm researching it. And, uh, and then for some reason, maybe I was bored with my research or whatever, but I I started thinking about something or I came across something and it, it sparked this, this thought pattern in my head about um, this whole PC stuff. And... I, last week on a podcast, I heard something where somebody was, like, doing an accent as, like, a joke, mm-hmm. as, like, part of a bit. 
and then every like everybody in the podcast was getting down on them for being for like cultural appropriation like oh it's like it's not cool to do accents anymore Bullshit. and so i'm thinking to myself okay w- but it, th- that's hive mentality like like you said it's jumping on board of something like the mm-hmm. patriot thing like because any b- any intelligent deductive reasoning could tell the difference between somebody being jocular sure. and somebody being hurtful mm-hmm. so there's uh especially um like think of the, the term cultural appropriation if there wasn't cultural appropriation we would never move forward as a society like you find out who does other cool shit and you take and you make that part of your culture so yeah. that you can do cool shit dude i've been saying this for years it's not cultural appropriation it's cultural appreciation yeah this is that's what the united states of america is founded on i mean the united states is one big giant uh, melting pot which is one big giant cultural appropriation Mm -hmm. or uh, as i like to say appreciation because it's like uh, if we didn't have that i mean we wouldn't have our national certain national holidays we wouldn't have all of this and that you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying like that's america man and it's like there was a news story recently i think it was uh, maybe last year or something sometime but uh this young girl went to prom in a traditional Chinese dress, you mm. know. The oh old, yeah, I heard. Yeah, yeah, I heard this. Yeah. And like everyone on social media just beat her down, cultural appropriation, yada yada yada. I was like, why can't the, maybe she just thought it was a fucking pretty dress? She can't yeah. wear that shit. And I'm pretty sure the girl has some Hispanic in her. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a little bit Latina in yeah. her. Like I'm like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> you know. Well, so in that, so if I can't buy a garment, like I, I, I mentioned this in in the post I made. I was like, so it's okay to go and buy like um a panama hat or something mm-hmm. or like something from like south america or mm-hmm. or cuba right but and lots of white guys wear panama hats mm-hmm. but if i was to walk out with a, a turban or a head wrap on that mm-hmm. would be cultural appropriation yeah or how about um like let's look over at my bar right there it's full of rums from other countries mm-hmm. is that cultural appropriation because i'm exactly. drinking their booze this is nitpicking man like, yeah, yeah, that's a cultural appreciation. Exactly. Just like that girl was doing when she wore that fucking dress because exactly. she thought it made her look pretty. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, what about hip hop? I guarantee you more than 50% of hip hop sales are by white sure. people. Sure. Yeah. Imagine if you took away that. Can we, can we bitch about that? Can we say, all right, you know what? White people, you can no longer buy hip hop records. You mm-hmm. can no longer consume hip hop. Rappers would be broke because I would imagine white folks love hip hop and there's percentage-wise population, there's a lot more white people than there are their races, right? Mm-hmm. So imagine, I guarantee 60-70% of rap, hip-hop sales are probably from fucking white people. Yeah, you know? I mean, that's a fact. If you just do the percentage, you know, that's not racist, that's just a mm-hmm. fact, you know? So is that cultural appreci- appropriation? You know what I'm saying? I'm just, just saying, you know? People are so fucking sensitive. Okay, so take snowflake this. Snowflake pussy bitches. Just I know. grew up in a place that had a large majority of Spanish speakers. Uh, it sure as hell it makes life a lot easier if you if I learn how to speak some Spanish. Now, does that mean does, does me trying to speak Spanish is that culture is that is that cultural appropriation? It is, what, man. Like it is. What the you're fuck? wearing a fucking old school newsboy hat, which is probably like an Irish thing, right? Or That's something like I'm that. appropriating. Yeah, man. I'm uh, uh, also it's a newsboy hat, so that boy. so also I'm a I'm I'm, yeah. I'm pedophilia yeah. appropriation. Exactly. See? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're wearing a Western T-shirt, which is like you know. Yeah, I'm not from the West. Yeah, this I. 
I actually, you gave me this this puffy vest. I that's nice this vest. that's that's friendship appropriation right there. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> But at one point in time, I actually used to be able to fit that thing. Now, it was tight, but God, I miss being skinny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't call myself skinny, but I'm just tiny. So I can, <laughs> I can fit in things. But uh, yeah, anyway, man. well, that's that's my old man rant, dude. So I, 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 I go just, on those all the time when I'm I driving in my car in my own mind. I'm like, these I, motherfuckers. Dude, I, don't, I just don't like it. But then again... Here's the here's the here's the upside of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Give it to me, Tony. We, I'm only hearing this because I I surround I put myself in the place to hear that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. podcasts, whatever. Now, I mean, my daughter. I, if that's another story, like she, you know, the 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 parent child relationship is a different issue. Like that, obviously that's obviously that's that's you, you can't get away from your kids. Yeah. But yeah. That you, and that's that's where you that's where the two things the Venn diagram crosses. But. I don't have to listen to those podcasts. Yeah. I don't have to put myself, go to those bars or those events where people are like, I don't want to be around or around. Mm-hmm. If that's the the upside of social media and any kind of media that we intake is a choice. I could just talk to you guys and my fiance and the people that I li- know or that are my age that like the kind of stuff I like and never have to hear anything from people judging me about other stuff yeah so it's fine because the people i will i went to a party with our uh our friend andrew and kelly last night and and uh all all the guys everybody was there um uh, did you unplug my uh my earplugs are i think i pulled them did out your earplugs go out there you go playing with the cord yeah yeah he invited me to that but uh i just i already had plans i couldn't make it that was last night right yeah yeah how was that it was a lot of fun man and i tell you what uh haven't seen that in a while hanging out i mean not that this should even be an issue but because this is what we're talking about i'll you know like uh tracy was there every Mm -hmm. um everybody like lots of different people gay straight black white all and it was a no it was it was like it always is it was Mm -hmm. awesome so by saying this we're not grumpy old men to the fact like we're not out there hating no but it's just there's there's a level like we we all we all already love each other mm-hmm. like let's not push it further and start and taking like there's no you don't got to go so hard yeah like okay ease up a little bit well it's like we we got to a good point and now we're going in the opposite direction in our social society because it's like now everyone's so sensitive that it's making people more I wouldn't say racist or more. It's like people say, "Oh, we're, we're bringing light to the social injustice." It's counterproductive because counterproductive because you're actually creating sure. boundaries now. We are where there shouldn't yes. be any. Yep, yep. You're by pointing mm-hmm. it out. You're yes. making. Yep. You're drawing a line where there mm-hmm. wasn't one before. Now, should we should we we point out sexual harassment like the Me Too movement? Yes, that's good. Sure, that, that's a good positive direction, but. Well, we're talking about race relations, and like you're saying mm-hmm. that I can't even appreciate something that is from your race. You're telling yeah. me that I can't be a part of that, which is, which is you know, in a, in in a way, its own way racist. You know what I'm saying? It's like I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, it's sad. It's one sad, of the sad. the fa- my favorite place I've ever traveled to has been Havana, Cuba. Mm-hmm. Is that cultural appropriation? If I like to go there, and mm-hmm. and uh, if I like to, you know, if if I go to another country and I f- find a meal that I like and I want to come home and try to replicate that meal, mm-hmm. is that cultural appropriation? Yeah, man. Just <laughs> saying, dude. Just saying. Like, we when I was over there in Europe, when I was in Croatia, dude, it was like... 
people spoke their mind. People, did, no one was sensitive. No one. I mean, it was just it was cool, man. It was a cool little spot. Apparently, no one say. is sensitive to uh, modesty either, hiding yeah. their uh, speedo bellies. Yeah, dude. No. I like that though, man. Naked kids everywhere, crazy. So dude, the weird. older and like the older the, culture the, is. The, the older I get, uh-huh. and the more that I like. I'm starting to like you know put a little bit of that like you know um, kept man weight on and you mm-hmm. know like I the more I like don't care about uh, wearing a speedo in public. I mean hey man as long as you're hanging right that day you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? some days you hang better than others you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, dude like a hangover day or something when it's like all it's, <laughs> my whole body is just like I don't want to be seen. <laughs> Sometimes like I'm like where where is my dick today? It's like a sad summer <laughs> sausage. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's never that bad, but it's like, it's weird. This little, if there are any women with listening to this, which I doubt. Is anybody listening? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Don't get mad at your boy when he's not hanging as well one day. I mean, it always, you pump the blood in there, it's going to be nice and ready to go. But some days it's weird, dude. It's just, it's like, am I rocking a, an inch less than I was yesterday? Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> Where did you go, dude? Sometimes, <laughs> look, weird. there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of <laughs> I, I also noticed that, um, Throughout my 39 years on this planet, that a lot of grown ass women don't understand how penises work. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes it retracts, mm-hmm. and you gotta kind of have you gotta like kind of stretch it out, give yeah. it some room, shake like, it, do yeah, the slap yeah, yeah. on the leg yeah. kind of a thing, yeah. you know, like pop 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 pop, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you gotta fluff it up a little bit, you know. I, I actually I was listening to an actor one time on an NPR podcast. And he had to do a nude scene, and, and the the lady asked him, he said, so how did you feel about nude, doing a nude scene? He was like, he said, yeah, I had to fluff it up a little bit. I had to, like, he's like, there's no way I'm going to put my dick on camera and be like, you know, fucking, because he's like, it's cold on set, you know, and it's, you're intimidated. You know, if you're scared or you're nervous, you know, you might retract a little bit. He was mm-hmm. like, no, I was sitting there slapping it around. He was, like, being honest. You know? <laughs> he was like, he's like, yeah, I fluffed it up a little bit, you know, like, you got to look good on camera, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like. Dude, there's <laughs> that's a thing. I that's why I don't think they I can do ever. That shit. I don't think. I mean, he didn't have a boner, but he slapped yeah, it yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. I Make wonder. it hang a little lower, you know. Like, wonder, man, because like hey, man, I don't think up? I'd have a problem being nude in front of other people, but I don't think I can ever do porno because they, they, like you're put on the spot. Yeah. So like, I don't I don't know, man. Like I I I feel like well, especially as you get older, I yeah. feel like I feel like I can go to nude like a nude beach or something and feel all right. But 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 you're not actually being asked to do anything. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, like if you're like in a, if you're if you're making like a porn vid or something, then like you're, you, yeah. you, you they're they're only there for one reason. Well, ex- excluding amateur porn, most porn stars are there. Dudes are there for a reason because they've got particularly large members. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like above average. You know, so it's like. Maybe that helps because, like, to have that confidence and the, to know that you've got a fucking particularly large dick. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, but to be normal on a beach, now nah, I don't see a problem with that. You know, I'd wear a fucking speedo. I mean, I'm not ashamed. I'm doing all right. But it's like, yeah, I mean, just saying, dude. These dudes are rocking like 10, 12 inch dicks, and it's like. Well, there is also that's a safety a issue. Thing that's see, not my th- like normal. I don't think I'd have a problem being nude on the beach. I think I'd have a problem going in the water nude. Because when you get out, you get the water dick. No, actually not even that. But 
because when things are floating around in the water, it looks it, it could be attractive to a fish that I look, looking that. for a meal. Because you, you know, know penises float. It's floating around, especially in salt water. Yeah, it floats around. It's yeah. very buoyant. It's weird. <laughs> I remember the first time I realized because, like, you know how you take baths as a kid, and like you don't think about it when you're a kid, but as an adult, the first time I got new, you know, with a girl in the hot tub, yeah, you know, let's get new, you know, kind of cool. I was like, why is my dick floating? You know, because <laughs> I hadn't taken a shower. I hadn't, I hadn't taken a bath because I'm not a bath guy. I'm yeah, a shower yeah. guy. So it's like I hadn't taken a fucking bath since I was a kid. And I get in the fucking and then this and when you're in the pool, you got the swimming trunks that yeah, kind of yeah, hold yeah, it down. Yeah, kind of hold everything in place. Uh, but I was like, I remember I got I, fuck. I was probably like 20 years old. Didn't know the dick float. Didn't know the dick float. And I got <laughs> in the fucking house. I was like, why is my dick like poop? Floating to the top of the fucking water. <laughs> he goes, like, what is wrong with this thing? <laughs> it's all those air pockets you're supposed to fill up with blood for uh, the good time. Yo, submarine is coming, resurfacing. What's going on? Like, what is going on? Yeah, man, go ahead. I'm going to. I'm going to. Bitch, yeah, I remember the first time I realized that, and now it's like, it's like, okay, all right, all right. See what's going on with the dangling. Thank God, Faith closed the door. Well, why is it we all inevitably always end up? Talking it comes about back to Dick. Th- that's how you know we're back, baby. The last okay. couple of podcasts were a little bit getting back in our swing. Yeah. But look at this, we're back. We're talking about dicks within the first half hour. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of getting back, we gotta get some more guests on here. We have been slacking on slacking. There's been a lot of things Big going time. on in both of our lives. I mean, full transparency. It's been crazy. I've had some. Like job offers that I was contemplating. Chris is moving out. Me and Faith got engaged. Well, I went it's to Europe. You went. To you went to Europe. Uh, like it's, it's just there's there's been a lot of shit going on. We've been totally fucking slacking. Yeah, I was gone for three weeks in Europe. So we need to get back on this on this mm-hmm. thing, man. Book us some guests, whatever. I think we should probably. What you know? What's I got that? some bands that we've I've been playing with recently that yeah. I can get on right now. We yeah. just gotta do it. That's gotta make sure we got like we we also. Um. Let me see. There's. It, it it's sad because we were we were at the um. I was, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, okay. I always whatever I do. I get to a certain point, where it starts requiring more of me, mm-hmm. and then I get, I never take that next fucking step. I remember. And, you, yeah, I remember you telling me about this. We need to take. We need to take Sherry both to the because next level. Uh, I've I've done it with writing a little bit and music stuff and 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 like, I mean that's what I when I moved here like that's what I moved here for, but I realized we hit it at the podcast mm-hmm. because last summer not this one but the one before that we were I think that was our peak man mm-hmm. we were like we were breaking a thousand downloads a week with mm-hmm. um and we had the the Mayday sponsor we had guests every week we had guests months out calling us to get on the show mm-hmm. we were known around town and then. That was that was the point for us to like buy advertising or get some swag or something like that or like mm-hmm. do something th- take it to the next step, and we just missed the gap a little bit there. I, I didn't have the money at the time to put into stuff. Uh, you had just started doing the band, so that, but it just yeah it, that cost money. I too. had just we, I, we both just met somebody, so it was which let's not you know let's not uh, it, relationships definitely take time to nurture. Sure. So sure there was. Uh, um, there was. I feel like if we start now, we're almost having to like rebuild a little bit. I can see that. 
we gotta rebuild it back up, but hopefully there's like two people still listening. Maybe Oz, <laughs> maybe Ozzy still listens. I guess we got too expensive for Ozzy, right? He didn't want to give us free beer anymore. <laughs> By the way, um, <laughs> not to bring the party down, but uh, let's let everybody who's ever listened to the podcast that knows Ozzy and knows Mayday that were they were our very first sponsor, and uh, Ozzy had a uh, a death in the family recently. His old man passed away, so mm. let's uh, give a shout. Give a give sh- send some yeah, love. Husband, yeah. He was close to his dad, very close. Yeah, he was a spitting image. Have to make it out there and see him soon. I've been out to the brewery in a while. I remember one time Ozzy bragging about, it's like, look at my dad's bulge in this picture. Yeah, he was bragging about his dad's bulge in a picture. Huh? It's like, well, shit, the apple fell way far from the tree there. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of apples, oh funny. man. What do you got? You got anything, man? What do you? What's going on with your life? Um, I'm gonna take a quick cigarette break and I'll okay, come back cool. and tell you. I got something tell you about my fun Pittsburgh trip. Yeah, we'll talk about Pittsburgh, and I have a recent trade-off I did with Faith. Um, you ever do? Th- you ever do those relationship trade-offs? Well, I'll do this if you do this. Like fun stuff. Like me and Faith decided that um, we were ar- we always argue not argue but we always go back and forth on what shows to watch. Sure. We like we like different shows. So uh, I told her I would watch one of her shows if she watched one of my shows, and uh, we've uh, we've got some some antics that follow. So we'll talk okay, about that when yeah. we get back. <laughs> His headphones and nothing else. So, yeah, <laughs> sexy podcast. Like, what's That's your costume? I'm sexy podcaster. Uh, there's a cat. So there's a new cat in my life. Oh shit! Welcome to. And Wait, um, how, uh, how does Ridley feel about that? Well, it's funny because. Gabby was just all bent out of shape about this. Me moving in, big old dog, and her dog's kind of a little, you know, little dogs have that asshole complex, you know. And mm-hmm. <coughs> hold on a second, uh, she was bent out of shape, didn't she? Ask you to move in. Uh, maybe did. we should talk. About that. Let's speaking not. Let's of, not get into that. Okay, Mitty, get down before you ruin the recording again. She just. She just wants to love. She's a good girl. Face a little bit, rub yourself in the beard. Oh. So what's up with this? Uh, so wait, wait a minute. She has a dog and a cat, and yes. now you have a dog. So now you guys have two dogs and a cat. I literally have a. I like. I like a cat pirate. I have a cat on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what she wants, dude. She wants to sniff that. So I did a very old lady thing today. Faith made fun of me, very much. She, uh, I bought a cinnamon broom, which I usually hate. I've always thought they were. I've always made fun <laughs> of people. A picture of me and a cat butthole in my face. Yep, cat ass. <laughs> it's like you little girl. Yeah. <laughs> Chris is taking selfies with yeah, the cat, with on, the his cat shoulder. on his shoulder. <laughs> it's like I'm like a little pirate. This is yeah, great pod, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's some good pictures though. Look at that. <laughs> oh, that's a good one there. All right. Uh, so, all right, w- so what's so you, th- th- you, have you, a, you, you have a you have a you have an animal funhouse now at your apartment? Yeah, it's it's kind of a pain in the ass. I'm not gonna lie. So, uh, no, knocking mics over. Um. So Gabby was really worried. I said, "Been out of shape." She was really worried about it, you know. And I said, "It's gonna be fine." Like I kept saying, "It's gonna be fine. Don't worry about it." Yada yada yada. It's gonna be fine. Well, her mom's having had a surgery this week, so she's been out of town all week, and I've just moved in so i move into the house and i've been by and myself by this entire week uh and so it's been my responsibility with these animals for the entire week 
the first time they're ever living together and I've got these animals by myself. And it was awkward the first day. Second day, I got better. Third day, and now it's like they will all three hang out, and there's not one damn problem. Mm-hmm. And I, c- I was like, it's one of those sort of, I'm not an I told you so person. Like, when I know that I'm right and someone, f- like, doesn't listen to me and they fuck up, or or have you ever heard me say I told you so? I'm not that kind of guy, mm-hmm. you know? A little self-brag here, but I just keep it in my mind. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, yeah. In your mind, you're judgy as fuck. In my mind, I'm like, yeah, I knew, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I fucking told you so. But, um. Uh, every once in a while I'll do that, but uh, needless to say, they're doing great. This morning I had a dog on my right hip, a dog on my left hip, and a cat on my face. So that's annoying as fuck when I'm trying to sleep. But yeah. they're all three hanging out. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, dude. It's fucking nuts. And I told her, I was like, it's going to be fine. They'll get used to each other. It really is such a pushover. She's not going to be mean, you know, like. I feel like animals generally will do kind of the same thing that people do, where if you're forced to be with some people, you'll just kind of relax and hang out. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's no like, shit. it's like going to work, right? Like you don't always want to be around the people, but you're forced to be around them. So you just kind of make deal with it. You're like, all right, whatever. I'll just, I'll put up with this person who cooks fish in the fucking microwave at work. Yep. Actually, I'm sending Gabby a picture right now. Cat ass. Of, cause she was really worried about it. Of cat. the cat. And really, right next oh. to me this morning. There you go. Uh, so, so great podcast. Okay, so you can. live there now, which so this is a little bit different. But do you remember staying there when she wasn't there before? Like mm-hmm. I remember when I first met Faith, and we lived apart, and I would go to her apartment when she wasn't there. It felt fucking weird. It felt like I'm in someone else's house. Yeah, yeah, you're like, like my, yeah, yeah. It's like exactly what? what you I don't know where shit's at. I'm like looking through drawers. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, dude. I did. I felt bad. I had I rearranged her cabinets a little bit. <laughs> she was gone because I had my beer glasses. You know, it's like uh, I'm not throwing out these fucking beer glasses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all my fucking Mayday glasses and one I got from Adam's wedding and uh, some Sherry Buzz glasses. I was like, I'm not getting rid of these. It's like I know there's room in here, so I reorganized the cabinets, you know, move shit around and get it all in there, you know, and, and, uh, I told her when I got back, when when she was gone, I was like, yeah, so by the way, when you get home, (laughs) I've reorganized the kitchen a little bit. And she had this, uh, crock pot that she couldn't get the cabinet door to close on it because it was sticking. I was like, I got it to close. Like, it just takes time. Yeah. Just gotta squeeze shit in, you know. You gotta squeeze. Gotta squeeze it in, man. Yeah, she and I, her sister just got engaged. It was cool, man. It was like a surprise party. Um, we went up to Pittsburgh because that's where her sister lives mm-hmm. with her new fiance. Uh, great that's guy. The, what's what's Pittsburgh? What's the motto? Is that like the Steel City? Or the it is. Yeah, that's like their thing. The Steel, even though they probably don't really make much steel there anymore. But uh, yeah, it's the Steel City, and I gotta tell you, it was fucking awesome. Nice. A great city. I did. I like. I was. I was like. You know how you go a place, you're like, I could live here. I could live in this place, yeah. you know. It's like me, every time I go to the beach, I'm like, God, I want to live on the beach. Mm-hmm. Or at least within like a mile of it to where I could, you know, see the ocean every day. But it was like one of those things, like, I could see myself living here. Cool neighborhoods, bar, like, cool little bars everywhere. It's like Nashville is trendy as fuck, but Pittsburgh is a little bit behind on that. Like, it's one of those cities where now is the time to buy in Pittsburgh. Mm. I feel like really? because yeah, because there's real estate everywhere. These cool like 
old antique houses and like row houses hmm. you know they have the the row houses unlike yeah. nashville you know uh nashville is like and i remember seeing the downtown i was like wow everything looks vintage even the old skyscrapers are like brick you know with the cool cathedral type tops on them you know mm-hmm. and in nashville all of our skyscrapers are brand new like when you roll up if you've never driven past nashville or rolled up on nashville skyline you realize like it looks brand fucking and also nashville glass. skyline all the buildings are mirrored. They're mirrored. That's what I'm saying. It's like, fucking, dude. W- it's Nashville is such very pristine. We're such a narcissistic c- city. Even our buildings want to look at each yeah, other. Yeah, the like, buildings like, want to look at each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny, but yeah, there everything like even air like all the buildings were brick. Like it was amazing. Like if you if you've never been to Nashville and you're listening to this, you go to Nashville and you have this big downtown, which downtown Nashville. Also, if you've never been to Nashville and you're, li- and you're listening to this, why? Yeah, right. <laughs> Because uh, Nashville's so cool. Uh, <laughs> but Nashville's one of those cities where it's, it's it's new in a way. I mean, it's it's old. It's an old old place, but it's new, you know. And, and Nashville, unfortunately, did not hold on to sort of some of their old buildings. They let go of them. And when I first moved here 10 years ago, we, there sad. was heritage buildings here still. Yeah, and, and now it's like they're kind of gone, but... Pretty sad, and, and it sort of made me sad a little bit when I was in Pittsburgh because, like, they held on to everything, man. Like, little they have like little boroughs in a way, almost like New York would have that sort of remind you of like a Brooklyn or something, where mm-hmm. it's like these little two-story brick buildings, side by side by side, like row buildings, and it was beautiful, man. Beautiful architecture. Um, they're known in Pittsburgh for their dive bars because their dive bars are fucking everywhere. That's what you were saying, man. It was amazing. Like, I couldn't tell you how many cool little dive bars slash spots, little cafes there were. More than Nashville, I think. Really? Yeah, there must be a drinking culture there because for a city that's half the population of Nashville, they had the same amount of restaurants and bars. (laughs) You know what I mean? For a city that's only 300,000, whereas Nashville's like almost seven. It's like. Well, those older northern. Come on, Mitty. Those older, older northern cities have more of a European pub culture. They I think. do, and yeah. they, 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 the cities look European because yeah. uh, obviously we were there. Uh, Gabby's parents were there, and they're from Europe, you mm-hmm. know. And so like they were like, and Nella, which is uh, Gabby's mom, kept saying like, "This looks like every time I come to Pittsburgh it reminds me of Europe a little bit." And she was like, "She was right, you know. Yeah. Like it does remind you of Europe a little bit. It's cool, man." It was a cool city, man. I would definitely go back. Cool, man. Hell yeah. And but awesome. oh, I was so going to make a point, you know. Um, you know how you go, like, if you go to a wedding and you bring a date or... I went to a wedding last week. Yeah, yeah. And you know how it gives you that sort of wedding bug. Mm-hmm. Or, and you mm-hmm. guys are obviously engaged. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's funny because ever since we went to that wedding, Gabby's been like... You know, like, oh, it's got, it's increased. Do you know what I mean? So she's waiting on that ring kind of a thing. And it's her younger sister. So it's in, like, you know, the younger sister got engaged first, you know. But I remember having a conversation with her mom or her dad, too. Her dad loves me, by the way, which I love that he loves me. But, um, he, everybody, it's yeah, just love yeah, on, love on, love. That's right, situation. that's right. We were talking about, he was like, you, you, he said, he made a comment that, you and Gabby are different, though. You're different people. You're very independent. You know, she was independent. You're independent. So, like, it's a different kind of a thing. You know, they're 23, 24, you know. They're at that stereotypical age where people get married, whereas she and I waited, you know. 
never got married or anything like that. So did he give you some advice? Because that's interesting that he said that. Because yeah. me and Faith and I are both very independent people. So he didn't give me you know, We're making it work. But I think what he was trying to say was, in my opinion, it almost makes it more special in a way because we're not those people that need someone. You you waited till it was right and yeah, like, or, or took your you know you're not not that, not that it's not right for them. Sure, because sure, it sure, is sure, sure. Because yeah. they're amazing together. And yeah, they, they both love the shit out of each other. They're gonna work. It's gonna but work. It, but it, but the point is that you could have probably settled if you wanted to. Sure, but, long but you just, time ago. Yeah, long yeah. time ago. There's one. Or, I always say there's one or two I probably should have married. You know. It's the truth, you know. I could have gotten married years ago, um, but I didn't, you know, because it just wasn't right, you mm-hmm. know. And, uh, but in a way, what's that Mitty girl? Like, Mitty's just she's sleeping. Just right there. She's like, you know what? Uh, you got, I'm just going to pass out here. She's like, I want a shot, man. Uh, but uh, in a way, I feel like it makes it a bit more special when two sort of oddballs or two very independent people finally find each other, it's different in my It's opinion. weird, right? Like, I remember, and I'll give a shout-out to my buddy Jack and his wife Wendy, old friends of mine from way back, and I never thought they were going to make it because they were so, like, in both independent and, like, did... Like just I don't know like it was it just didn't seem like it was gonna work out because I I knew my buddy Jack since I was like twelve years old mm-hmm. and I was like oh this guy's not gonna, ever gonna be able to settle down and and so and they've they've made it through all of our friends even even when everyone else got divorced yeah and one of the things that I'm I'm glad to hear you say this because uh you know one of the things with me and Faith is like we waited we didn't meet each other till we were older mm-hmm. and we. Uh, you know, we're very independent, have our own our own things that we like to do separately and things we like to do together, but it's still, it's not like, there's not this forced, like, this is what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Like, when you wait to meet somebody right, it's like, you know, you feel each other out, you take your time. Yeah. There's a, there's a, and the things that, and no one's ever going to, no one's ever perfect for anybody else. There's always going to be something that, like, you're going to have to work on a little bit. Sure, of but course, of course. It's a, uh, it's it's interesting when you meet. It's definitely a different game, dating or meeting somebody later in life than earlier mm-hmm. because it's a. I think the reason why young people are able to think that they're in love is because there's no consequence if it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. When you're a little bit older, you're like, well, this like, you know. It's well, you know me. I'm independent as fuck. If it don't work out, I'm gonna be fine. Yeah. <laughs> You know me, but I know exactly what you're saying. I've never had that fear, honestly. I don't fuck with that. Just you know me, dude. I'm super fucking independent. <clears throat> so for me, moving in with Gabby is a big fucking deal because you know I c- I could live the rest of my life fucking just doing my own thing. But then I again, could. is it only because that's what you've been doing? Like, there's <coughs> there's a level of this is the way I am, and there's a level of this is just the way I am because this is the way I've been. Mm-hmm. Like. I think I we all. I, I think we mean. all have the capacity to be mm-hmm. different people sure. if we're put in a situation that forces us to be a different person. I got you. Yeah, like yeah. there's, I was very, you know, I, mean, I think, um, I mean, full transparency. That's what a lot of arguments with me and Faith were when we first got together. Was, uh, I I I was the way I was, and I was happy that way, and I didn't. It wasn't. I thought I was a very like enlightened and like. Uh, progressive individual because I was but I was only seeing like my 
I was only like I was working within the parameters of the way I was. Mm -hmm. And in a different relationship, you're a different you can other parts of your personality come out and you become a different kind of person compared to how you would react to that. Like it's as simple as um, or as complex even as uh, different friend groups. You know, like I I know Mm -hmm. that if I'm talking to you and Kyle or Brandon or Brian, I can say things that I wouldn't say if I was in another friend group. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, that's yeah. kind of how it is with relationships. Like you, you kind of you cater to whatever you're you're doing. That's just human and, instinct, you know. And it's the like the uh, if I can just be mushy for a minute, the reason why the re- one of the reasons why uh, I push through with uh, like I, I settle down with Faith is because uh, I don't I can be with her like as goofy and like un uninhibited mm-hmm. as I can with my friends. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I'm glad you said that too because that's sort of the way I feel about Gabby, you know. <coughs> I, I'm definitely 100% myself around her. Mm-hmm. Whereas other women I've dated in my life, I, f- I felt like either I had to or I just did it naturally to sort of adjust yeah. to make something work. Or, uh, But with Gabby, I spe- specifically after my last girlfriend, I was like, you do the next relationship I get in, I'm just going to fucking beat me 100%. No bullshit, no fil- you know, no filter. Just this is me, and I did it, and she still likes me. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I could be a bit of an ass sometimes, but I'm a sweet asshole. You know, like that's funny that you say that too, though, because <coughs> um, and I'm, you you uh, I did the same thing with Faith. I said like this is I'm I'm just me. I'm not hiding anything. I'm not, and there are probably some things that I should hide and not and shouldn't say. Yeah, but. But I, I can honestly say that she's gotten every part of me honestly, whether it was good or bad. Mm-hmm. So, um, and she's still here. So, yeah. <laughs> you know. must be doing something right. Well, this this went into a uh, this yeah. turned into a romance. So I started out with a little Pittsburgh trip and how awesome Pittsburgh is, and the next thing you know. Uh, so let's talk about. You told me that you spent a little bit too much money in Pittsburgh. Like, what was what's the fare in Pittsburgh? Like, what we, like what would, what do you spend money on in Pittsburgh? Like, what, was it was it meals? Was it bars? What are we what are we talking? Well, it's no more expensive than Nashville. If anything, it's cheaper. But the problem was is that it's vacation. It's vacation, and so. Um, you know, I pay for most of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like as a gentleman, you know, sure, sure. Go out. I tend to like to pay for things. I'll let Gabby pay for stuff. I just mean, what's the? So we're talking about. Well, we went to a, a dinner for the surprise engagement. So we got okay. there Friday afternoon, got settled in, and uh, Gabby's sister had no idea that any of her family or anyone was there. Okay. So did she? So was she already engaged? Or no, th- they got engaged there. They got engaged. Okay, we were there for the surprise okay. engagement. Okay, so okay. even like, like he did it on this bridge. Like it was very romantic how he did. But you know, uh, Pittsburgh's known for its bridges. They have 432 bridges in Pittsburgh, which is five more than it's the most in, in any city I in the entire world. Yeah. So the second would be Venice. So it's Pittsburgh and then Venice have the most bridges of any fucking city. It's a weird thing to world. be known for. Yeah. Like, so hey, what are you guys known for? Uh, we got a lot of bridges. Yeah, a lot of fucking bridges. Uh, so, yeah, they're definitely known for their bridges. and um, Over Madison County. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, or under the bridge. Under the bridge, some downtown, you know, oh, where I did. With a, uh, what was it, uh, some, some Red Hot Chili Peppers? Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so what he did was there's a lot of trolls this, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, there's a bridge in Pittsburgh where thou shalt not pass. Yes, yes. Much like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna like roll. I'll keep rolling on my story. <laughs> well, there's this bridge in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, much like the one in France, where people put locks on our bridge. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that. I saw that in Peoria actually. Yeah. So they have a bridge there where they do that. Well, anyways, he had went there earlier in the day and. and Put one that said, you know, I love you. Put their names on it. Said, I love. No, no. What he did was, he put one that said, Lori, will you marry me? Before he they ever went out there, he was like, yeah. So, I got this gift card to this really nice restaurant, which we went to, by the way. One of the reasons why I spent so much money because it was a three hundred dollar tab. Like also, shout out to people who invite you to places. And then do really expensive shit. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was good. I had a $100 dry aged Newark strip with, you know, whatever. Nice. It was amazing. Nice. Um, but you got to do that once in a while. Yeah, it was a good, damn good steak. But uh, fucking 14 ounce. It was a massive fucking Newark strip dry aged. Man, I think the size of MIDI. Yeah, it really was. Uh, but uh, so he put that lock on there. But he had another lock where he was like, hey, we should do this bridge thing where we go put a lock. And he walked to that specific spot. And he went to go put the lock on. He's like, whoa, look at this lock. What does that say? And it said, Lori, will you marry me? And they got this all on film, and it's fucking amazing. Well, anyways, that was it, right? She thought that was it. Hey, got engaged, yada, yada, yada. But meanwhile, while he's doing that, we are already sitting in this back room in this luxurious restaurant waiting on them. So he had lied to her and told her that he had this free gift card to go to this restaurant because he did good at work or something. So they roll up in the restaurant, and boom, her entire family is there, like family and friends. Like It was amazing, awesome. dude. So we went there, spent a shit ton of money there, went to another bar after that, and another bar after that. Then the next day, we went out to this taco place, which was amazing, and drank there. Nice. And then went to another bar. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Needless to spay. To spay. Needless to spay. Needless to spay, my dog, on November 21st, which I'm getting done. Uh, needless to say... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I spent a good four or five hundo, easy. I probably spent five. It's five hundred bucks in Pittsburgh. That's not terrible though for vacation. It's not bad, but for just a, a two night vacation, that's a lot of money. Um, hmm. For me, because <laughs> I'm not rich. But, uh, but yeah, but it was worth it though. It was a great time, man. Like met a lot of new people, you know. That's awesome. Some, yeah, that's great. That's yeah, cool. It's, it's fun it seems, time, dude, dude, it seems like I'll tell you what, man. And I'm not gonna be this guy who's like our way. Like, oh, just come be our. Like, cause I'm like people with kids and like married. Like they do this all the time, where they're like they, they kind of want to make you do what they do. Mm-hmm. So I, and I don't want to be like the relationship, like cheese cheese ball. Mm-hmm. But this is just an I, I'm glad that we're both going through this at the same time because, like, okay, there's one of the unspoken benefits to being in a relationship is all the cool shit that you would do that you would not normally have done mm-hmm. like there's like I, I like to travel sure mm-hmm. i probably would have traveled without faith but how much better was it that i got to go to like cuba with faith mm-hmm. and we got to go to you know we're going to mexico for thanksgiving yeah it's, like, it's, like it's you cool, you got to go to pittsburgh and like, yeah. see this this family event that you would never have normally have been a part of mm-hmm. like it's and you, you got to go like to Croatia. i've never gone to fucking pittsburgh but it's like who wants to go to like no pittsburgh is awesome exactly <laughs> i would have never known There's how awesome cool pittsburgh was dude like she um we Croatia went through too, we yeah. went to we went to illinois last year drove through peoria we stopped off in Peoria and like found this little like 
um, New Orleans jazz restaurant to go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to this little little tiny town in Peoria and had like and had a great time. Yeah. Last a um, couple of months ago, we went to Minnesota. Like I would never have gone to those places if I didn't know faith. So it was mm-hmm. there's that's one of the added benefits to being in a relationship that people don't think about. It's like all the the the, the different people coming together. You get to do all this new shit that you. And that's that's another going back to your other point. Like if you got with somebody that was just like you, that grew up in the same place you did and didn't do and did the same things you did, you would never experience anything new. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean, dog. It's cool, man. So, what would we be without these damn women? What would we be? Can't live with them. Can't live without. Cliches. But so. Be hard as nails. I told Faith that we were perusing through the old Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I had mentioned that one of my favorite shows on there is Peaky Blinders. Yeah, that's a, yeah. I've heard that's really good. Everybody, like I have a couple friends that keep asking. She me. She was like, that. "Oh, that's probably just a. G- I know why you like that. It's just a guy show. It's just a probably you know, a d- gangster a gangster show, whatever." And I was like, "No, it's actually a really good fucking show." Yeah. She was like, "Oh." She. So I was like, "Okay," and she likes the show called This Is Us, which is like this. Yeah, I've seen some of it, and I hate it. And I so mean, I don't hate it, but it's like, I'm, yeah. I, uh, the thing with me and Faith is she will stereotype the fuck out of my shows. Mm-hmm. I will stereotype the fuck out of her shows. Mm-hmm. But honestly, it's only, it's a false stereotype because we both like each other's shit more than we want to mm-hmm. admit to. Like, so I told her I would watch This Is Us if she watched Peaky Blinders. Yeah. She got super into Peaky Blinders to the point where she caught up to me already. And now she watches it. She's and now secretly she's, watching it. Now she's watching it. it. Now we're watching it together. Gotcha. And I have become... Because I'm I'm a sucker for a storyline. Sure. So... The storyline in This Is Us is dude's already dead, right? It's all flashback shit. Is that the impression? I've seen like... Two I haven't gotten episodes. that far. Yeah, he's, de- he, I, yeah, he's dead. But, but it's... I'm now invested in these characters, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I, every night when I get home from work, I need to watch my stories. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. to c- catch up on what's up. Now she's already way ahead of me, so I'm still catching up. Well, you're lucky because Gabby's watching rewatching Gossip Girl. So this, yeah, I mean, Ooh. I have to sit through that dramatic piece of shit. Well, hold on a second. We don't well, we, we don't watch together. Got you. I watch my shows. Got you. And she watches her shit. Yeah, I can't do shit like Gossip Girl and that shit. I'm like, that. Gabby does watch some good shows, but some of the shit she watches is stereotypically created more for women. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Which nothing wrong with that. Sure. But you know, be no different than me watching something that's oriented towards dudes. But I just can't. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. like, she she she'll watch it, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm gonna zone out. There for are a crossover and things and like my video I, game. one of my favorite shows of all time is Californication. It probably is my favorite mm-hmm. show of all time. Yeah. Now that's a very man centric show. I know Faith's not gonna like that, so I would never even suggest that. But with Peaky Blinders, I knew that there was something in there. This is a, it, it goes again to knowing the other pr- knowing it's a period piece. You can get away with shit with a period, but piece. it's a gangster it's piece. It's like it's, it's a like a guy's piece, thing, but it's definitely. Period pieces are easy to sort of, in my opinion, you know, if it's like, oh, it's a period piece, we can watch this, you know, no matter who you are. But yeah, I get you. I get you. I know what Stop you're saying. Stop saying period piece. It grosses period me Period piece. That's, yeah, I got a piece on that period. <laughs> <laughs> Moist. <laughs> 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 Professional.
professional <laughs> professional broadcasting. I'm only doing that because I know you hate those noises. Yeah, you hate the word moist. Uh, actually, I don't mind moist. I thought it was moist that you didn't like. No, I don't. I don't mind like. moist. I actually, and the whole idea about like nails down a chalkboard that doesn't bother me actually. Yeah, but you know what bothers me? Could have sworn at one point in time you said you hated the word moist. No, I'm pretty I, sure I, we have it on mic. No, I, I, other people hate the word the word moist, and I don't understand why. Okay. I got you. So here, I, I do have a thing though. That's I nails down a chalkboard don't bother me. Moist doesn't bother me. You know what bothers me? Chewing on cotton. Like if you ever like if you ever bite a soft thing. Like it. Like a brownie. It. No, no, no. Not a moist like succulent thing. Like something like if if you ever bite cotton, it sl- it slides over your teeth and like it's it like. Ooh, I'm trying to think. Why would you ever be biting cotton? It's you wouldn't. Okay. But it's the the sensation okay. of biting like a a, a a something like velour or cotton okay. or like something that's like synthetic. Yeah, yeah. Against you. my teeth, okay. that bothers me. Huh. Okay. Put me in a scenario though where I'm trying to bite some cotton. <laughs> <Let me laughs> <see>. like, <sighs> looks like I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> Are you pulling the tag off her shirt and you just like accidentally swab some cotton out of her teeth? Or okay, so this is not a biting situation, but mm-hmm. at work I sometimes have to wear a surgical mask. Oh yeah, and yeah, these things are annoying. There's a surgical mask has two pieces of fabric together, mm-hmm. and it's not like t-shirt cotton. It's like this the shiny, slippery mm-hmm. fabric. Yeah, I know. What you, I've like, worn those before. Yeah, yeah. I and when you go like scratch an itch on your chin mm-hmm. through a surgical mask, you, you're, it doesn't move on your chin. It actually moves the two pieces of of fabric together, and they slide, and it makes okay. a like squeaky, squeaky, squeaky. It's okay. like it makes like a squeaky fabric motion, like a sliding motion. Like there's no friction. It's too slidey. I got you. I don't like things that are too slidey. Yeah. I want a little bit of friction. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay. I don't know how we got on that. I'm sorry. Well, I don't know either. We're just tangenting now. So, so are there any shows that you guys like, are watching ag- agree on? Not yet. So, like, <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll sit there and watch whatever whether You know, I I've, I got her own friends because she didn't. She was like. You guys watched Game of Thrones together. We did. Yeah, we That's watched Game of Thrones together. That's a big one. Um but no, I got her on Friends because I was like, yeah, that's Fuck a show that I used to watch. So she ended up watching it all. Oh, I she love fucking it. Friends. So dude. she went from like all three. Hold on a second. Seasons. How have we been friends for fucking like seven years? I didn't know that you were watched Friends. I watched I Friends. Know. Yeah, I watched Friends growing up. You know, so I love like, that show. Yeah. So I got her on that. She watched. She binged it and watched all of it. Uh, what else? No, she she's on this. Gossip Girl binge, which I can't really get down with. Mm-hmm. I've sat and watched a couple. I'm like, this is this is a nighttime soap opera. I can't do it. Um, I mean, we live, we lived in Merrill's place for yeah for years. Yeah, but at least we were getting drunk while doing it. Like these people are just rich and just dramatic and assholes. I mean, it's pretty bad. I do feel like if you're drinking, there's a it's hard to watch really excuse. rich people be dramatic about nothing. If you're dramatic and sober. That's just yeah. get on with your life. I mean, it's like this: what the show is. It's a bunch of rich kids that are just dramatic about nothing. I mean, nothing. It's like I'm like, how do we? <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> I mean, I gotta be honest with you. 
fucking terrible show. I mean, I love seeing Blake Lively because she's fine. I'll watch her a little bit, but yeah, it's it's not a good show. Sorry, Gabby. Um, not a good show. <laughs> it's pretty fucking shitty. Now, she does watch This Is Us a little bit, and I've watched a few of those episodes. They're not bad. Not to say I hate the show. I don't hate the show, but it's like, it's still not my show, though. It's just yeah, and it... <clears throat> it probably wouldn't be something way better I would, than Gossip Girl. For sure. It would not. It would not be something I would sit down and watch of my own accord. But now that I'm into it, I am a sucker for a storyline. Yeah, once you so, get into a story, I mean, yeah, yeah. you're good. To you go, gotta see what happens. So now Faith comes home, yeah. and I'm just, you know, I'm sitting in my my nighty with a with a glass of of uh, uh, Malbec, and I'm watching <laughs> This Is Us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> curls in my hair. For sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but I, I do plan on actually starting Peaky Blinders because I know they do six episode seasons, right? They're like an hour long. They're short. They, uh, I'm not sure what the hell. I don't know. I, I never noticed that the season's being extra short, but they, they are on season five now. And yeah, I think there's six episodes a piece. Okay. And they're an hour episode, which is, in the, you know, yeah. I love that hour long format. Yeah. Because <coughs> there's a lot that happens mm-hmm. and uh, they, I will tell you if you, if you're the kind of person that dips out after like a couple episodes, don't on this show, because they, at the end of the season, they always have a way of turning, of making things come together. It's like a novel. It's like you put a bunch of different st- stories out, and somehow they all come together at the end of the season, and yeah. it's always clever. It's always new. I've never been cliched on that show once they've always come up with some new kind of twist that i wasn't expecting the writing is brilliant that's the about, acting is brilliant that's about the uh it's like it's set in england right there's like the gangsters in england mm-hmm. it's 1920s england it's post-world war one it takes place in uh birmingham and london and uh it did all-star cast what's it uh what's his uh, uh gillian uh what uh the guy that played the Scarecrow in the Batman movies. Yes. He yes, plays Gillian yeah, yeah. Murphy. Yeah. Gillian Murphy, whatever his name is. Uh, so Tom creep- Hardy he's is so in creepy it. creepy looking with those eyes. Uh, a lot of British actors that you wouldn't know, but a lot of also, like, again, Tom Hardy. Like, a lot of big actors playing there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I get, I, dude, I will tell you what. I'm, our, our buddy Kyle is a Tom, he's pretty much gay for Tom Hardy. Mm-hmm. He loves everything he does. I didn't know that. I am not a Tom Hardy fan at all. Yeah. But in this show... A lot show, of people say he's the best actor of our generation, though. A lot of people say that. It's I think... Like he's I don't like his speech pattern. I don't like the way he weird, acts. Yeah. It, it, uh, I I'm not a huge fan myself, but... People yeah. say that like he's been in a couple of roles where he's acted perfectly. Like In this, he's perfect. Mm-hmm. He plays this part perfectly. Yeah. Um. Man... Best actor of our generation. That's that, that's a. They, they, I've heard that because I watched a lot of YouTube videos about like. Like a lot shit. of his like, roles were behind a mask that he didn't talk in. Well, Bane, but Bane but and uh, uh, the the Mad Max. He's hanging out with us. That's true, Mad Max. That's not his best acting though. We were talking about that one where he played the two gangsters that are brothers, twin brothers. I mean. Um, the one where he played a, a whiskey. He played a bootlegger. Man, a bootlegger I mean, yeah, he's been in a lot like of that. stuff. I admit that. But good, good roles. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I the more I see him, the more I, you know I've never seen the one he did with um 
Leonardo DiCaprio either. That the where he was like where they lived inside the bear or something. I don't know what the hell that was. That was a good one. Yeah, that was. Uh, he had to fight the yeah, bear. What was that yeah. name? Yeah, that was a good role. He just plays like a country, not country. Yeah. He plays like a fucking. I think they kind of. I think they stole that from Star Wars. Man. I mean, Luke Skywalker was the first one to live inside a Tauntaun. Yeah, he did. He lived. In, he lived the fuck out inside that Tauntaun. Mm-hmm. That's what saved him. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was a kid, they, they cut him open, and that shit comes out. I'm like, I remember as a kid being like, it's so gross. And then you got to crawl in there and, and live inside He's like, oh, it. the smell. And then he gets inside. I like, that's ingenuity. If I was freezing to death and there was a thing next to me, I would never think to like, oh, I'm going to get inside that thing. Yeah, I'm going to kill this thing, get inside of it. You know, because they, they never show the process of it, really. It's like, you got to dig those damn guts out. And then get inside. And then get inside that yeah. bitch. And, you have and it stinks. In a fetal position, oh, like, covered stinks. in blood, nasty shit, like. Crazy man. If I ever was in the tundra and I died, or uh, or, or like our troop died, mm-hmm. I would have to get inside of you. Good luck fitting in there. <laughs> well, I got a bit of a pot belly. You can get inside of me anytime you want, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. I'll just build a fucking shelter. It was like, yeah, I've watched enough Survivor man to know that you start building your shelter about three hours before sunset. I definitely would would give up and die. Like, I, I'm the kind of guy that would, like, I, if I look around and there's, like, nothing on either side of me and it's cold, I'm, like, and the storm is, like, I, I'd be the guy that'd be, like, well, I mean, I'm just going to die here, so I'm, I'm just going to sit oh, here and die. Yeah. yeah, you'd be surprised. Your, your human survival instincts will kick in. You'd be surprised. What, are you just going to randomly walk in any direction? No, you got to figure out which direction. I mean, obviously, the sun rises and sets in one place and figure it out from there. It's not that hard. I need one of those those sense. brandy dogs <laughs> to come with a little barrel of brandy around their neck. Oh, right. Like right <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'll warm me up. Yeah, yeah. Those fucking, uh, what do you call those great Pyrenees dogs? Or yeah, the uh, St. Bernard Saint with Bernard. the fucking yeah, yeah. whiskey barrel. I always wanted this big old St. Bernard dog. I want to put a little tiny bottle of brandy around Mitty's neck and just have right. her come to the bedroom with me in the morning when I... <laughs> when yeah. Well, hair of the cat. Just, well, yeah, hair of the cat. Just wake up. <laughs> I'd love to have an animal that was trained enough to where I could just like ring a bell and they would just go <laughs> grab me a beer out of the fridge or something like. That would be awesome. All right, man, we're rambling. It's time to go. Uh, right. Chris, is Mad Blue Blackout playing anywhere lately? Uh, November fifteenth at the Crying Wolf in East Nashville. Come check oh, it out. Oh shit! Yeah, that's a great venue. I'm Good gonna go see that Friday night show. Come on out to that, and uh, just working on an EP. I think we're gonna call it Sir Devil Dude. Not sure yet, but we'll figure that out story behind that is on the podcast if you want to go back to search all the episodes but the original name for the band sir devil dude yeah so we decided to bring that name back because it's hilarious and uh yeah check us out cool. on, all the, on the webs peace later guys